Hello and welcome to a world-exclusive episode of Des and Marco. I'm Marco. And I'm Des. And we have a special guest. Welcome, Jay. Hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you calling from, Jay? I'm over here in San Francisco. So Jay is the founder and CEO of RealU, a new personal media app that was launched on the App Store on March 3rd. And we're super hyped to have you with us today so that we can talk about Real You and you can explain to our many listeners what it is and what it does. And then, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have a chat over a beer like usual. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks for having me. So you know that to be on this podcast, though, you need to have a beer. I'm well aware. You don't have to. We just prefer it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been saving this particular beer for this particular occasion. Oh, tell us more. Okay, so my beer is a Monkless Belgian Ale, which is coming out of Bend, Oregon. The beer itself is called Capitulation. It's a dry hop Belgian-style triple ale, and it's a beer that my brother gave me, so I've been very excited to try it. Wow, you've talked about your beer more than we've ever done. <laughs> but anyway, Des, which one have you picked? I don't know if you guys remember, but I spoke about a beer service called beerhawk.co.uk. And this is the second sample uh, in the selection that I received. And this is from an English brewery called The Brewery. Very imaginative name. I wonder <laughs> what they do for a living. Or maybe it's called Freedom Brewery. I'm not entirely sure. But this is called the Freedom Lager. So yeah, I'm not as excited as Jay, but let's give it a go. And to remember the last trip I took over a year ago, and to remember like a good time that I spent with Jay, I have an Lagunitas because we went to visit the, their brewery. Yes, together. we did. And so I have the daytime session IPA. So looking forward to that. So cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. So Jay, again. Welcome. You're the CEO and founder of Real You. What is it? Hard-hitting journalism here, Marco. <laughs> 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 so Real You is where your experiences live. It's where you can capture and share all of your moments, uh, all your moments that matter to you with your friends, with your family. And one of the most fun parts, at least for me, is that if you do choose to share a moment with your friends... They can add their photos, they can add their stories too, so you can get every perspective of an experience. And all these experiences then that you capture, they're aggregated in your own private reel, as we call it, and you have complete control over your content, you have complete control over your sharing settings, and you can see your moments organized in different ways in your reel. And as you add more and more moments over time, you start to see different storylines of your life take shape. And because of the way that we built this app and specifically uh, around how we built it with selective sharing, people don't feel anxiety about documenting their life or, or feel like they're putting on some kind of public persona. It's just more authentic capturing and sharing of your experiences with your friends and family. And maybe people don't feel like they're posting just for likes. Yeah, exactly. It's something you do for yourself, not something you do for others. That's a cool elevator pitch. <laughs> and it's available on App Store now. <laughs> you didn't mention that yet. I did at the beginning. Yeah, we'll put the link in the notes. Okay, that's cool. And this, I guess, goes the opposite way of like this wave of, uh, let's say, social media apps that we have on top of the ones that are already existing. And how did you come up with this? Yeah, I mean, it was really kind of came out of a, a personal problem I face. 
over the years, I, I tried so many different ways to capture moments in my life, um, you know, from journaling to taking notes on my phone. I had some brief stints on Facebook and Instagram. I mean, I always told myself I would like categorize my photos in my photo library or organize them into albums. I don't know if you guys ever did that, but of course I never did that. You know, all these different problems with these different ways of trying to capture your life that you just give up on them because they're not accessible, they're not organized, limited sharing options, too much effort. And, um, you know, in particular with social media, it's a great place to connect to your interests, but I found it personally really weird and sort of uncomfortable to share my own personal experiences on there. And so I wanted a way to share the experiences I was having with the people I was experiencing that thing with, something that was still social, but more personal, something I could capture the full story, including other people's photos, other people's perspectives, and something that was, you know, flexible and easy to use and with different ways I could look at my life and something that could adapt and change with me as I kind of went through different chapters in my life. So I guess long story short, I, I created Real You for me because it's something I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but the more people I talked to, actually, the more I realized that people are doing the same sort of thing, but with the craziest makeshift solutions. I talked to people who send themselves emails or WhatsApp messages. I talked to multiple people who write just one giant Google document and they just keep adding to it. I've talked to people who have, you know, not one, not two, but three different Instagram accounts because they want to share different things with different people. Okay. And so the more I heard about all these different ways that people were doing it, it just validated the concept behind real use. So I, I decided I had to go for it. That's awesome. First of all, Jay, congratulations on the release of the app. I think it's a fantastic achievement. Thank you. And you should be celebrating. Hence the beers. Yeah. <laughs> it must have been quite challenging. So I don't want you to talk through the whole process, but what was the single biggest challenge that you had creating this app? Oh man, that's that's a tough question. There's so many challenges with starting a business, you know? I would say probably one of the more surprising challenges was just how difficult it was to get people to try a new app. Although I know you guys don't buy the first version of anything. <laughs> you still uh, love tech. You'll give new things a try. But I think the average person is just scarred from things like Facebook endlessly abusing their privacy and just generally being overwhelmed with and overloaded with content. So Understandably, some people were a little reluctant to add something new to the mix. And I felt it was particularly frustrating because a lot of the beta users told us they felt happy and grateful and like they felt a real connection with their friends, like a genuine connection. And I want everyone to have that sort of experience. So luckily now we're out of beta, we're into the app store, and it's reduced a lot of that friction around sharing and some of the friction around getting people into the app in the first place. And We've already seen uh, more people downloading it. So it's been a challenge, but it's also been such an exciting time to, to see it grow in all the different ways that people have been using it. That kind of leads me to another question. I've been looking on the Real You Instagram account mm -hmm. about all the different ways that people are using yeah. this app. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. We try to give some inspiration for people who might not be sure how to use it because you can really take it your own way if you want. People use it. I'd say first and foremost to share experiences that they're having with their family and friends. It could be any moment, something big, something small, 
something silly, something serious. You also have the ability to create moments in the past as well as moments in the future. So the things you're looking forward to. We've had people use it also more like a journal. But the thing is, you can use it in all these different ways for any of your hobbies or, or particular interests. And just the things that matter to you. You know, it's about capturing those moments and then being able to go back and either interact with the people that you experience them with or plan more moments for the future. I don't know if that answers your question. No, it does. Yeah, what I've noticed on your account and from the conversations that we've had is that every user kind of interprets the app a little bit differently. And I guess that's the beauty of it. I think you were telling me someone was putting their own recipes on it. Somebody was putting like uh, book reviews. Other people use it as a journal. And this is all like without even starting to share. I don't know. I remember from my trip last year to come and visit you, we added like a couple of moments, like, I don't know, the day we went to visit the brewery and we were both adding jokes that we remembered, but like yeah. the other person didn't remember. And I was, it was fun to kind of reminisce over those moments. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get to capture the moment from every perspective, including the different photos that you might have or the different inside jokes or the different crazy ideas you talked about. And whether you're into hiking or visiting breweries or, you know, just simply taking a walk around your city and exploring the city, it can be for any and all of those moments, whether they're shared or whether they're something you've done on your own. But it's a way to capture and then go back and reminisce over it later. One of the cool things about the reel, it's actually very dynamic. You can capture all these different types of moments in there, but then you can use the search and filter functionality to easily look at any subset. So look at your moments by person, by location, by activity. So for example, I can see all my moments tagged as beer or anything that I've done with Marco or all my moments in Amsterdam or any combination of these things. So you never have to worry about creating albums like you do in your photo library. You just create the moments and then whenever you want, you can dynamically filter your reel down to whichever one of these storylines you want to look at. I think that's really cool. And it's quite nice how, you know, you guys are talking about how you both contributed to this event, but that event is between the two of you. It doesn't get shared with random strangers. No one's peering in. It's an intimate moment. Yeah. And I like to think of it as our moment. I think a lot of times we think when I post on Facebook or LinkedIn or any of these other platforms, it's my post. It's my thing that I have to say to the world. But in real you, it's really ours. It's our moment together. And we can put all of our perspective in there. And maybe just a little bit more on, on sharing. I often compare sharing just conceptually to how you share in your text messages. Think about your messaging app. When you open it up, you see all the various conversations that you have in there. You've got maybe different people, individuals, different small groups of folks that you're talking with. Each of these conversations is shared on a conversation to conversation basis. Just because you have a conversation with one person doesn't mean they can see your other conversations. So similarly in Real You, you open up your Reel, you see all of your experiences, but each moment has its own unique sharing settings and is shared with its own unique set of people. So people on one moment don't see all your other moments in your reel. They don't see your reel as a whole. They just see the moment that they're part of, very similar to how your messaging app works. I think that's really cool. And I think it's more reflective of like the real world. See the word real? See what I did there? See what I did there? <laughs> 
<laughs> see what you did. That's really cool because obviously we behave in different ways with different people, like, you know, at work, with friends, with family. And the fact that you're not automatically giving up everything about yourself to someone you may have met once is quite refreshing. Yeah. And just to go off of that, I mean, think about how like Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, Twitter, how these platforms are set, how they set sharing up. You have one concept of sharing with friends or followers or connections. And it's like this group of people that just keeps growing and growing. It's like everyone you've ever known is there, right? That's not how we actually socialize, to your point. The way we socialize in real life is very dynamic. You have different groups, maybe your work friends, maybe your friends from your basketball team, maybe your friends who live in the same city as you, maybe your family. Sometimes these groups overlap, sometimes they don't. Sometimes we have relationships with one person or another that are growing in strength or sort of fading away in strength over time. And so when you can capture your experiences in real you on a moment to moment basis, you can capture that dynamic way that we actually socialize. That's super interesting, Jay. You mentioned previously about your beta testing. Like I have never beta tested anything seriously. Your app wasn't beta testing for a while. Marco beta tested it as well. What changed since it went into beta and whatever the equivalent of releasing it is? And actually, how long was it in beta testing? Let's see. We did the very, very first version for beta testing in June 2020. And just this week, we released to the App Store. So all in all, it had been about nine months or so that we were doing beta testing. A lot changed during that time. When we first came out with the very, very first version, we knew that it was a very rough sketch of what our vision was. But it was very important that we get something in people's hands, start getting feedback, and be able to iterate very quickly. So even though the first version was pretty terrible, we knew that, we knew we were building a lot of stuff. We wanted to get it in a couple people's hands, get their feedback, incorporate the feedback, and put out new versions every week or every other week so that we can continue building up to the vision while not going too far in the wrong direction before having to kind of pull back. And throughout the process, we learned a lot. We probably redid the onboarding process five or six times. We redid how sharing works five or six times. We really changed a lot based on the feedback that we got from our beta users. I'm super appreciative and thankful for everyone who who helped us test it out. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Jay, I think I should let you know before this interview, I put a few feeler questions out there on the internet, Twitter, at Des and Marco, by the way. I think Reddit was the most proactive and we got some interesting questions. And one question, which I'm sure you have faced before, we mentioned Facebook and all the other big social media giants and privacy is a big thing now because these companies, you know, they've made it their business to sell your data. And I've seen a tweet of yours, well, of real you, and they're very conscious of privacy. Can you tell us just a little bit what you're doing in terms of privacy? Yeah. It's it's an important question. I think of privacy a little bit the same way I think about the airbags in my car. There's this expectation that they're there, that they work, but I'm definitely not thinking about it when I get in my car and it's not the reason I'm buying the car in the first place. At Real You, you know, we take your privacy extremely seriously. We've heavily invested in, in features that allow the user to control their content, control their sharing settings. We're making product decisions with privacy in mind. 
Like we're not syncing with your phone contacts. I'm really proud about our privacy policy. And I think if you compared it to policies of some of the other apps that you mentioned, you'll find it's very consumer friendly. But back to the car metaphor, privacy should be an expectation like airbags are. You know, it's not the main selling point. We're building something that's really awesome for you to share experiences with your friends. And you're going to use the app for that reason, not because it has airbags, if you know what I mean. Yeah, makes sense. Airbags are important. And and it's definitely, um, let's say it's a breath of fresh air, especially in an environment where we have apps like WhatsApp, who every once in a while, they feel like, okay, we're just going to collect a little bit more data and share it with other people. If only somebody made an episode about that. Yeah. Check out episode 12. Check it out. It's great. Um, <laughs> but back to real you. This is great. So there's an app where I can put my, let's say, the, the stories of my life, whether they're personal or they're shared, where I'm not compelled to portray the best aspect of my life because it's going to be shared with everybody. And um, where privacy is also a, a big thing. It sounds great. So um, what's next? What's next? Well, uh, yeah, good question. There's there's a probably like a short-term and a long-term answer here. I think in the short term, we're building just a ridiculous amount of cool features this year where they're going to just make creating and sharing and viewing your moments better, more fun. Longer term, though, my vision is is really that sharing your experiences in real you will become as common as having conversations in your messaging app like we talked about earlier. And I think people are are waking up to the these technologies that are taking something from them versus giving something to them. And we're building something that has utility, something that people feel like can be positive or additive in their life. And our company vision is that every story deserves to be told. So it doesn't matter who you are or what your stories are. We're determined to help you capture all of your experiences and moments that matter. So that's sort of the longer term vision is that Really, you becomes, you know, one of those applications that is really in your everyday rotation. Cool. So in the current social media environment, we've had uh, recently a couple of examples of new apps that come out of nowhere and then become super popular. I can remember TikTok last year got incredibly popular, as well as now apparently Clubhouse is all the is where the cool kids are. And uh, I've heard about Dispo. So why do you think that is? Why do you think these new social media apps come out of nowhere and get really popular? Where do you see real you fitting in? Yeah, I think different people will say different things as to why these apps become really popular. I think there's one underlying theme with some of these things for sure is and that's authenticity. First, if you look at something like Clubhouse, It's for real-time audio conversations. You're talking live to someone in the moment. There's nowhere to really hide. You can hear someone's voice and intonation and reactions. And it's just a lot harder to hide behind the keyboard and be a jerk because there's a real person on the other side of it and you're talking to them. So people, I think, like this unedited, unfiltered nature of the discussion because it's more authentic. And I think people go to Dispo for similar reasons. Maybe not everyone knows Dispo. It's supposed to mimic a disposable camera. So you take a photo and you have to wait till the next morning to see how it turns out. It's billed as sort of an anti-Instagram because instead of filtering and editing your photos into oblivion, you just you can't control the outcome of it. So the idea is that you live more in the moment when you're not worried about getting some kind of 
insta-worthy picture-perfect photo. And I think really you definitely belongs in this conversation. Authenticity is so core, so central to what we're doing that, I mean, we named the company Real You. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> what we built or what we're trying to continue building is a place where people feel comfortable being their authentic self and they can capture and share their experiences in the same unfiltered way that they're enjoying some of these other apps. I think that's fantastic. I've noticed the change. And also, I don't know if rebellion or rejection is the right word, but people have had enough of these non-authentic moments. You've not, I've noticed my generation, people are interacting with these, I say, fake social medias less and less because they've just had enough. And it's just nice to have something which is more authentic, less pressure with people that you genuinely care about, no pressure to be seen or have it been seen by loads of people. So I think that's a great approach and definitely, definitely partake in that school of thought. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think because we remove the public element of it, people feel comfortable being their real selves. So there's nothing to really hide or you know not share when you're sharing that moment with someone you actually experienced that moment with. And people are just exhausted of putting all this effort into a public or professional persona. And I think people can see right through the self-promotional BS (laughs) that other people put out there as well. And for many people, they feel inadequate because of unrealistic expectations. And generally, this stuff is just a drain on our mental health. So there's actually a whole group of interesting companies that are being built right now that identify as authentic technology or authentic for short. And there's a lot of momentum in the space and and we're really happy to be part of that. Wasn't authentic like a thing in Silicon Valley, like in the TV series? Was it? Tethics or something like that. (laughs) It was like tech ethics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, and also I think I was talking about, I, I think I was talking about it with you a while back, Jay. Like, for example, I'm not on Facebook anymore and you're not, you used to be on Instagram and you're not anymore about how, like, it's no longer about your friends or about the people that you share things with. It's you open Instagram today and it's like the first 10 photos are like three ads and uh, four celebrities. And then maybe one is like an actual person, you know, who you're following. You know, I got off of Facebook because it there was too much politic speak and there were too many ads and it was just not anymore about the people. I think social media is a great way to connect with your interests. For example, if you want to follow breweries and tech personalities and gamers or whatever it is that you're interested in, it's a great place to... Wow, have you been checking out our Twitter profile? (laughs) (laughs) I've been listening to the podcast, but you know, it doesn't really represent your real life. Your friends aren't really posting much there anymore. You're right. I'm not on Instagram anymore. Before I left, though, I did a little test. I looked through my feed one more time and I looked at the the last 20 posts. It was something like six or seven ads. There was maybe a similar amount of influencer, celebrity type things, a couple interests of mine like travel or beer, and literally only one, one post out of 20 was from a friend. And that just confirmed it for me. Like, this isn't even about following my friends anymore. This is this is just about interest. And, and that's okay for some people. But for me personally, especially with starting Real You, it wasn't a good use of my time to be doing that. So 
Yeah. And one thing that I noticed was when I was still on Facebook, I would just open it out of like mm. reflex. You know, like I just had my phone in my hand and, you know, I would just open Facebook, scroll for a little bit. There was absolutely nothing that interested me. And that's just time you can use better, you know, like you can read a book or <laughs> watch TV or record a podcast. I would love for people to live life, like have an experience, go do something with a friend, go live out in the real world instead of staring at your phone. You can use Real You to capture that experience within a few seconds or a few minutes. And then it's there for you to remember it, and you go right back out to living life again. We've come so accustomed to just spending infinite amounts of time scrolling and it's not good for our mental health. And I hope that we can be sort of a positive force where people can still capture their lives. They can still get sort of that social buzz from interacting with people, but do it in a little bit more of a healthy way. Going back to the other social media companies, they're designed literally with teams of psychologists and researchers to distract you as much as possible from what you're doing. Every distraction for them is a advertising opportunity. And I just didn't like being treated like a product. And it was something I really felt, as you guys have mentioned, like you're scrolling and you realize you are collecting everything I've done and then you're now trying to sell me products. Like this is not genuine. Like I don't go to Marco and say, you have to buy, well, actually he does that to me, but you have to buy this or whatever, you know? And it works every time. <laughs> but uh, no, so... It's super refreshing and uh, I hope you get tons of success from this because you definitely deserve it. Thank you. And I get this question all the time, you know, will really you introduce ads? Will it just become another place for advertisements to show up? And the answer is absolutely not. I mean, when you think about digital advertising, there's almost nothing less authentic, as you mentioned. And like I said, we're all about authenticity. So we've got some interesting things in the work. Things that I hope people, I, I know that people will find additive and valuable to the experience instead of distracting or, you know, somehow ruining their experience on the platform. We'll be announcing that later this year. Okay, complete change of tone here. If real you was a beer, what would it be? <laughs> okay, if real you <laughs> was a beer. I don't know, this beer I'm drinking is pretty good. It might be this one, but... I think Real You is probably less of a beer and more of the designated driver. <laughs> Someone who's useful and remembers what the hell happened. <laughs> and drives a car with airbags. One final question. Apparently, my Mystic Bronze phone, which some people say is pink, is a fan favorite, but it's an Android. And I understand this is only on iOS. How come? And are there plans to launch on the, um, the Play Store? Yeah, great question, Marco. We we definitely want to release an Android version, but right now, given the small scale of our team and what we're trying to accomplish, that would spread us just a little bit too thin. So we're focused in right now on making a really great iOS app. And there's so many different form factors of Android, you know, everywhere from pink phones to other... Mystic Bronze. <laughs> Sorry, Mystic Bronze phones. You know, there's so many different form factors that we just have to really focus in right now. But once we uh, are able... <laughs> oh, there it is. It does look a little pink, Marco. Okay, for the listeners, Marco just showed us his phone and he held up a pink block of phone. Pink, bronze, whatever. <laughs> the answer is it's coming. 
We're just not ready for it yet, but we actually have a spot on our website where you can sign up if you're not a uh, an iOS user to be part of the Android beta once we do build that out. Oh, that's cool. So, Des, in the meantime, you're going to have to get an iPhone. Yes, but for all the iOS users out there, do go to real-u.com or to the App Store and uh, download RealU because the more people, the merrier. Yeah, thanks, guys. Really appreciate you having me on today. But uh, you're not off the hook oh. yet. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of our hype segment. That's true. And, uh, well, I'm just a big fan in general, Marco. <laughs> That's good to know. I'm really happy to hear that. So, and I understand you've also prepared a couple of uh, things you're hyped about. Yeah, well, I mean, when I was thinking about this opportunity to come on the show, I, I just didn't want it to be all about real you. I mean, I wanted to talk about some of the things I'm hyped about. And, you know, the first thing that I'm hyped about is really... I would say murdering people. <laughs> I'm serious, Des. I am so happy you're like in San Francisco, not here. No, I, I'm, I'm really hyped about uh, Dexter Season 9. I don't know if you guys are Dexter fans or not. I am. He is my hero. Uh, actually, this is even more scary. <laughs> <laughs> we share a very similar name, which I don't want to say. And actually, we share the same initials. So... I was always a big fan of his. Yeah, I know they're bringing it back again with the reboots. Yeah, another reboot. I was curious why they decided now, but maybe it's just that they ran out of other shows or something to... I've got an interesting fact. I don't want to give away any spoilers. The series finished in a quite controversial way, like the fans weren't particularly happy with the ending, and the director wanted to do it in a completely different manner. But the studio explicitly forbid them from killing off Dexter. Hmm. That would have probably been a better ending. Yeah, they physically couldn't because it was contractual. And I think they always thought, well, you know, keep the door open. Or maybe they just wanted to make him get away with it. Because you know how, like, there always has to be a happy ending. That reminds me of um, another, another show, Breaking Bad. That ended in a different way for that character. <laughs> Which character are you on about now? Uh, Walter White. Yeah, but he dies. Like, he plain and simply dies. Sorry, spoiler alert, but he dies. We can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those shows were on at about the same time, from what I remember. And I remember people yeah. were kind of excited and really intrigued with how Breaking Bad finished their series and really disappointed with how Dexter finished theirs. And when you said that, yeah... I don't know. I think when a story is so good, it's very hard to finish it by pleasing everyone because everyone wants something different from it. Like even Game of Thrones, when it finished, people were just unhappy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they take it from here. But in general, a lot of endings are very divisive. I remember quite a few series or even video games where like the series was like very well regarded and then everybody kind of complained about the ending. Mass Effect, for example, comes to mind. And I know we've been talking a lot about it, but it was like an incredible three game series with very weak ending. Back on the TV uh, series, did you guys watch The Sopranos? No. Also no. Okay, end of conversation. <laughs> but I'm also hyped about Barry season three. I don't know if you guys ever watched Barry. Well, yeah, we watched season one together. Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm super excited to see where they take that one. Also somewhat about murder. I've never heard of Barry, you know. Oh, you should watch it. It's really good. It's got Bill Hader. It, like, it's a, it's a dark comedy. He's like this hitman that doesn't want to be a hitman anymore and uh, goes to like LA and gets into acting or, or wants to become an actor and he's like a terrible actor 
but uh, he attends like classes but then at the same time like his past is always catching up with him so he's always being dragged into murdering more people yeah like season one was really good and then season two i haven't watched but then maybe jay can tell us a bit about it but yeah it looks like they're releasing a third season for it you know who the best character in barry is it's not barry it's hank <laughs> the russian guy right? <laughs> but you gotta watch the show i guess <laughs> Yeah, he's like a member of the Russian mafia. No, that sounds really interesting. I think I'll give it a go because I've finished watching WandaVision. So I'm looking for something else to watch now. So I think I might catch up and watch some Barry. Yeah, do that. That's great. It's a really, really good show. Marco, you know who else is haunting my dreams besides Barry and Dexter? (laughs) I'm afraid of this answer. It's the character that you made on NBA 2K. The one that looks like a mutilated version of you, kind of like the Joker. He kind of haunts my dreams as well. But he is a world champion, right? He is, in his rookie season. So, uh, the NBA 2K series allows you to kind of scan your face with an app and then paste it onto a player that you can use in the game. And so, like, if you do the story mode, you can kind of, like, create yourself in the game. Thing is, the app works very, very badly. And when we scanned my face, like, it looked like someone had murdered me and, like, taken my skin off of me and put it on top of someone else. I remember doing the same thing for one of the NBA 2Ks and I just looked very special. I had no idea how the game works. And so my player was like literally like the tallest height you could be, but he was so slow, but he never reached any end of the court. He just lived running forwards for like two meters and back. (laughs) (laughs) But so are you telling us, Jay, that you're playing NBA 2K? I wish I was. I can't get a PS5, though. Is that real? Like, is that the shortage real? Yeah, absolutely. I know um, one of my my friends, he's been trying every time Walmart or, you know, one of these retailers, they announce a new drop. You have to be there within milliseconds trying to purchase it. Otherwise, you can't get one. Well, you know, um, our philosophy, which is never buy the first generation. So we'll probably wait for like the refresh of the PS5. <laughs> This this is literally the fifth generation, Des. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a five in there for a reason. Oh, man. Guys, I found the picture of my NBA 2K player, which I'll show you guys, and then I'll put in the notes. I don't know if you guys can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is his head so skinny? That looks nothing because like you. Because he's six you. meters tall. And I've got Marco's one here, too. Oh, God. <laughs> So I, I think it goes without saying that these will be on the uh, picture for the episode. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put them on Instagram. But I am really looking forward to playing some NBA 2K once I can get a PS5. I, I was playing some on the PS4 with my brother and that was always really fun. Yeah, it's good because also like what I like about it is that you can get also the old teams. So you can play the 97 Bulls against uh, the Lakers with Magic Johnson and things like that. Like I find that most fun because I'm not super up to date with what's going on with basketball nowadays. I always just like trying to create our own player and then, you know, make him the world champion and collect all the stats and become the best thing I'm, I'm kind of like a numbers guy at heart so that's the part i love that was my problem with nba 2k i like fast-paced games or you know games that i can jump in and out of and nba 2k was too serious like you know you actually had to play basketball like tactics and everything so i thought it'd be more like nba jam you know remember that from like the super nintendo and it was nothing like that so i just like nah can't do this nba jam is a classic that's Still a fun game to play if you can find it. It's the best. Yeah, it's one of the best basketball games ever, I think. 
it was just so much fun and so like over the top and so exaggerated but going back to 2k i also really liked doing the story mode like of creating your own character and then having him go through the draft and getting into a team and then working your way up into like the starting lineup and everything the only issue i had with that you need to invest so much time like a season is what 82 games plus the playoffs because of course you make the playoffs and it's just like so much time and the loading times are super long and it's just I don't know. It's very difficult to stay hooked for that amount of time. Yeah, you do have to be committed. You have to really love, you know, playing the basketball part too. It's not just about the storyline. At at some point, that stops and it's just more about because you like playing the basketball part. Yeah, exactly. And at a certain point, you've already got sponsorships. Your team is good or it's improving because your player is improving. And so like the only challenge that's left is the actual basketball. So yeah, you got to like that. But I hear that the PS5 has super fast storage, which is meant to reduce loading times greatly, which wouldn't be a bad thing for a game like that. That was probably my biggest frustration with earlier versions is just the incredible amount of loading time before the game at halftime you get forced through all those stupid like fake halftime shows and stuff and i didn't really care about that so i'm looking forward to fast forwarding through that and with the no loading times it's a it's a game changer marco (laughs) yeah especially not having to hear Shaq speak at halftime or what's the other guy's name kenny the jet kenny the jet charles barkley but uh, but anyway. And uh, on that note, that brings us to the end. Jay, what did you think about your beer? I really am enjoying it. Again, it's a dry hop Belgian style triple ale, which is a mouthful. It does taste like a triple, but it's a little, it's got a kind of a hoppier taste, sort of like an IPA, I would say. Yeah, if you like hoppier beers and triples, then this is a good sort of hybrid for that. It's quite hard to find American beers in Europe, so we will keep an eye out. How's yours, Marco? It's good. I mean, apart from the fond memories. So it's pretty light, as in it's only 4%. This is like a classic beer that you can be drinking like in the in a barbecue in the summer, and you can drink many of them. It's pretty hoppy. I really like it. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 6. Oh, and Jay, you forgot to give it a rating. Oh, um, I would say maybe like a 4.5. I I do like this beer a lot. Wow, very good. And uh, what about you, Des? I've got one of these stupid-sized soda pop can portions. So I I had two beers instead of one. The same beer twice. It's fine. It's a lager. It's your traditional lager. It tastes like a lager. So I'm literally going to go bang on in the middle of the road and give it a three out of a full six-pack. It's okay. I would drink it happily again, but um, I'm not exactly going out of my way to find this beer. Des, I'm really disappointed. Why? Because every time, nearly every time on the podcast, you always say it's solid. It's a solid <laughs> three. It could be. It doesn't matter if it's a one. It doesn't matter if it's a six. It's like, Des is like, this is a solid two. Go back and listen, I promise. <laughs> wow, you really are a fan. Yeah. You know me better than me. <laughs> You're going to catch yourself next episode like, this is a solid four. Oh, it's solid. I'll never say this again now. I'll be like so self-conscious. I'll be like... <laughs> like... So in this episode, we learned a bit about Real You. And for those of you who have an iPhone, definitely go to the App Store and download it. It'll be a fun experience. 
we got the privilege and the opportunity to speak to Jay. Jay, I hope you can come back and visit us again. You're welcome here anytime you want. Thank you. Although we're going to have to change the podcast name to Des and Marco and Jay then, if we do that. I would be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that would be, be a lot of fun. Plus, you've already been helping us out with some of the graphics, so like we consider you already part of the team. Then we talked a little bit about things Jay is hyped about. And finally, we understood that Des does not like gas or liquid numbers. He only likes solid ones. Oh my God, that's <laughs> terrible. Again, thank you so much for listening to this special world-exclusive episode. I hope we were a little bit informative and uh, catch you next time. See you next time, guys.